You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our sermon today comes to us from St. John's Gospel, the 17th chapter, the first 11 verses. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to whom you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I manifest your name to people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorifying them. I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. In normal years, our families, Pam and I, our son, his wife, and his wife's parents, rotate hosting holiday dinners. One hosts Thanksgiving, another host Christmas, and ours was Easter. Well, that didn't happen this year. But normally, part of the happenings on that day was, of course, the Easter dinner. But also part of it was an Easter egg hunt for our grandsons. And so while the grandsons stayed inside, the adults would go out in our backyard and they'd hide the eggs. On bushes, trees, on the fence, wherever. And then they would give each grand, we'd give each grandson a basket and we'd open the door and turn them loose. They'd run around the backyard trying to find as many eggs as possible. But sometimes they didn't find them all. Sometimes you'd have to give them a clue or clues. Tell them to look in a certain direction or to look up into that tree or whatever clue it might be. And with the clue, then, they were able to find the egg or eggs. And that was part of the fun for them and each Easter searching for the eggs. Well, today we're going to follow some clues, not to find Easter eggs, but to answer the question, where's eternal life? Well, clue number one, where's eternal life, is where Jesus will be. Now, when we think of eternal life, perhaps the first thing that pops into our mind is a place called heaven, a place where Jesus will be when we die or when he comes back in the last day. 
And that when we arrive there, life will be endless. It will be everlasting. We'll be with Jesus. We'll be able to see him face to face. How glorious that will be. But until he returns in the last day, we will be at rest. Blissful in his presence. And when that day of resurrection comes and Jesus brings our bodies out of the grave, then we will know eternal life. And we'll know eternal life in all of its fullness. Then we'll have be fully bodied humans, reflecting the glory of the fully bodied Messiah. And with our new eyes, we will see incredible colors and beauty. All creation will be remade with stars visible in all their multitudes. The lakes will be crystal clear. The mountains will be majestic. Animals will live in harmony. What wonders we will see in eternal life. And we'll hear the most incredible music. Praises and honor sung to Jesus and his Father on the throne. The choirs of angels and believers will lift our spirits to heights never before experienced. Just think for a moment of that one song or that one hymn that for you when you hear it or when you sing it, it just brings those joyful tears to your eyes. And imagine that being sung for all eternity. And we'll have fingers and hands to hold one another once again. A pastoral counselor related that widows and widowers miss the touch of a spouse. It's lonely. But that loneliness is intensified because the everyday touches of a hug, hands being held, a kiss, a gentle caress are missing. Without human touch, we wither. Our gr grief reaches deeper into our spirits because these moments of loving touch disappear. And apart from that, we're experiencing that now in some respects, aren't we? There's this social distancing. Those people we used to hug or shake their hands who are not part of our family, we're asked not to do that. Even at funerals or memorial services, we're asked to keep our distance from the grieving party or parties. But in the eternal life of resurrected glory, we'll once again be able to hug and touch those we have loved and who believed in this life. Yes, eternal life is where Jesus will be with sights and sounds and touches. Just think, we'll live an everlasting joy with Jesus. But we have another clue. Where is eternal life? Where Jesus has been. In our text, Jesus prayed that he would be glorified and that he would glorify the Father. 
Now, when we hear that word glorify, we think of someone who's won a championship or a gold medal. And the person is standing on the pedestal and receives the glory and adoration of the cheering throngs. We see it, for example, in the post-game after the Super Bowl or the World Series. Or see it when an Olympian stands on the top step after winning the gold. The Apostle John had something more basic in mind here. He used to glorify as simply revealing someone to other people. It shows who someone is. Jesus is praying that he will reveal the Heavenly Father to us. One day, Jesus was with the disciples and he told them, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And one of his disciples, Philip, said, show us the Father, it's enough. And Jesus responded, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus glorifies the Father by showing who the Father is and what he thinks of us. And when we look at Jesus and that he is our God, we see a God who is love and life. Or listen to the sounds of agony coming from those three crosses on Mount Calvary. We know from that story and from the Bible, two of the criminals are hanging there with Jesus, one on each side. The stench of death hovers in the air. Blood and sweat run into Jesus' mouth as he tastes the suffering that he has required, that is required for the death in this world. And in that story, you may recall that one of the criminals asked for a blessing. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now listen closely to Jesus glorify the Father. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. There it is, a criminal who deserves to die is given life, eternal life from Jesus. Jesus glorified his father, not on a pedestal and with cheers, but on a cross with jeering going on all around him. And yet the sights and sounds of that day declare the glory of God as we see and hear God's love giving eternal life. Perhaps the most well-known Bible verse declares it well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yes, where's eternal life? It's where Jesus has been. Clue three. Where's eternal life? Where Jesus is now. Now we know that Jesus did not stay dead. That Jesus rose from the grave and is here now with us, bringing us eternal life. You see, eternal life needs to begin. 
And eternal life doesn't start after we die. No, eternal life begins as soon as Jesus gives us life in the love and mercy of the Father. Eternal life is not only something we look forward to, but eternal life is a present reality for each of us now, this day. A child is baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in that baptism, eternal life has begun in that child as Jesus scoops her up as his own child. When you live by faith in Jesus, forgiven and loved by the Father, you are living eternal life right here and now. Or when you come up to the Lord's Supper. We know in the Lord's Supper that Jesus is truly present in the bread and wine. We taste it. We touch it. And then you hear the words, the body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Right here, at this altar, you receive eternal life because Jesus is here. And the same is true for the words we hear from the Bible. You hear those words from Scripture, be it in the liturgy, in a sermon, in the readings, as you do your personal devotions and Bible study. Where Jesus is in word and sacrament, there is eternal life. Clue number four. Where is eternal life? Where Jesus is with you. Eternal life is not so much a place in the future. Eternal life is not just what happened in the past. Eternal life is not just here in the church. You see where each clue led you? Eternal life is where Jesus is. He will be there in glory forever. And so is eternal life. He was there on the cross, revealing the Father's love. And so is eternal life. He is here in worship right now. And so is eternal life. But he's also wherever you go. And when you are with Jesus, you're living eternal life. Leave here and you can see it, touch it, hear it. A man's mother-in-law died somewhat suddenly. As a result, he and his wife went to the funeral home to make arrangements for the service. And at the funeral home, they answered all sorts of questions about when the funeral would be, what songs would be played, questions about flowers, about the obituary notice, where she would be buried, and on and on. But because she requested to be cremated, this funeral director said they needed to do one more thing before they left. Her body needed to be identified. He led them into a small room and they said, yes, that's her. 
Then he left them alone for a few moments. And that moment brought tears. And the one thing that was so needed, a hug. The man puts his arms around his wife and held her tight. The human touch in a moment of grief. And Jesus is there. That's eternal life. Where is eternal life? Where Jesus will be. Where Jesus has been. Where Jesus is right now. Where Jesus is with you each and every day. Wherever you may be. He's with you now as you face the struggles and the challenges that come with this coronavirus pandemic. Now, what a treasure eternal life is. Because eternal life is simply life with the Father through Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.